Keep those voice notes coming in on 0614-104-107. I'm also taking your calls on 086-000-2032. You know, of course, uh, you know, every province, or at least every province, is supposed to have an investment um, drive of sorts, right? And there are statutory bodies in place to make sure that those things happen statutory bodies like development corporations, investment corporations, and the key institution within the Eastern Cape uh, happens to be the development corporation um, that really is meant to uh, facilitate and oversee uh, the investment dividend of the project of the province and the investment drive of the province, but itself needs a uh, it needs to have a level of and a role of oversight, right? Um, and my guest right now, Vuyani Chahana, who's, a board, who's the board chairperson of the Eastern Cape Development Corporation, is with us. Um, Mr. Chahana, thank you so much for your time really this morning. Really appreciate it. Um, let's start here. Uh, you, you know, in the previous hour, we, we, we spoke um, extensively about some of the projects being done here, what the key priorities are of the province, um, and, and whether or not, you know, some of those uh, initiatives are being implemented sufficiently. Uh, but as far as the investment corporation, the development corporation is concerned, your role there is clearly oversight and, and, and governance. Um, when you report back to the shareholder of the, co- of the development corporation, is it a story of, of positive impact that you're telling or is it a story of we're still catching up? Yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's a story of positive impact from an investment promotion point of view. The ACTC uh, in one of the key areas has been uh, investment promotion, looking at international investors as well as investors in the country to look into the Eastern Cape. If, there's, if I were to take the scorecard of the ECDC, investment promotion and export promotion is one of the strong points working with the uh, uh, global organizations. What do you guys export here? Well, there's, I mean, if you look at the auto sector, it's very, very strong. The Eastern Cape will continue to nurture that. And also we're looking on the agri side uh, to, to actually start to develop that. Also we're looking at commodities in the cultural sector. But also the other part of it is, uh, is exp- exporting culture through developing of the film industry. We're starting to say to see now global film, film producers coming to the Eastern Cape because we've invested in the underlying infrastructure. So good story of investment promotion. I think we've got a lot to still look at in terms of uh, improving the the asset management from a real estate performance point of view it will be dealing with history there but if i look at today it's an important initiative by the premier's office to lead this even though we're doing the work uh, technically and uh, and uh, from mm. an investment point of view when the premier takes leadership of this kind of initiative bringing investors together it has a, it it has an effect of uh, crowding in the potential other potential investors because they can see other people are investing. So mm. further de-risking Eastern Cape, this initiative we see it as a statement of further de-risking Eastern Cape, making our work as a development corporation a lot more easy. This is credit to the Premier's office who has actually set it up and gave it to us to execute. Yeah, let's let's maybe get into the details there. What is what is the investment target here? How much of it has been reached and how much of it is, is at project implementation stage? So. I think the premier is making the announcement now as we speak. So he's on the on the ah, So don't worry, you won't be speaking out of turn. <laughs> You're speaking at the same time as the premier. Yeah, but... he's already announced about four to six billion as, as we as we left out now of investment coming in from key investors. But also we're looking for uh, more and more investors. Four to six billion is no is no mean feat that he has already announced. That is already mm. committed to the province. But we're still looking forward to. Where does that forty six billion come from? 
Well, he has, he has, he has pronounced that uh, some of it is coming from retail and a, a mix of providers, others people on the energy side looking mm. at uh, uh, the battery, battery for, for auto factories coming into the province. Yeah. But there's full detail on that which uh, is being run through today as we speak. Let's speak about that money. You know, oftentimes the advent of investment conferences and investment summits in this country really has done well as far as PR is concerned, but the detail has been um, quite anemic. Here's what I mean by that. I can start up a company, come to an investment conference, buy myself a delegate ticket, get here and say, hey, I intend in the next three years on investing five billion rand into the Eastern Cape. The province will register that as, as an investment commitment, but there's no guarantee that I'll actually do that. But they report that back yeah. to the people as an investment commitment and count it towards the investment drive. Yeah, that's where we come in as an investment corporation. Keep in mind, we run a trade and investment promotion center. So our people hold the investors, our arms around the investors to make sure that all the challenges around uh, uh, execution, whether it's uh, permitting from municipality, whether it's the provision of of, uh, of water, bulk water, which which is often what delays project implementation. You, you, some of the infrastructure-driven uh, investments, at times they still need a lot more work. They may be shovel-ready, but you need some bulk services. That's where we come in. So that when people see pronouncement and less execution, Often it is hurdles. The ECDC is geared to do that, to actually be able to handhold investors, deal with some of the obstacles or some of the difficulties in getting from a, a, a pronouncement to pick and shovel going. So we, we step in into that in the ring for that. That's why it's important for us to see those, 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 those to support the investors in the province. Yeah. In, in the previous hour, we spoke to the CEO of STEC um, uh, around some of the initiatives right and one particular tantalizing initiative here is the um con setting up in the configuration of the one-stop shop uh, one-stop shop uh, in investment office um that's meant to do all of these sort of things that you're Absolutely. speaking about uh but there's no indication when this thing will be up and running no, it's, it's already up and running the the one-stop shop is already running from the ACTC point of view. It's running uh, right now. There's, there's call centers running there. The support for inbound investors to actually deal with some of the administrative things that they need for to 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 get to, get to access the country. It's 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 all up and running, and we're tracking it. It's what probably has not been done was to do the ribbon cutting officially so up to today mm. but it's been running uh, george is running with the program so all our investors alamoach on the uh, agro processing uh, meat export is supported from that center so it's really mm. working very well working with dti DTIC. Mm. so it's it's up and running in the eastern cape so we see benefit we see positive reports that investors are, there's a much more ease of navigating the complexity and keep in mind that government has released had released this thing about reducing red tape. Mm. One of those instruments is that one-stop shop and it's doing very well for the province. What we then need to do is to make sure that actually how does it work with the municipality from a, a town and regional planning point of view because small towns have no capacity for town planning today and I think the president also pronounced this. We want to build the capacity to support uh, small towns in the province to be able to process bulk application to be able to enable businesses to actually set up quickly. So mm. a one-stop shop is working mm. very, very well, actually. It's one of the shining stars of the 
in the in our quiver for mm. as, 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 as CDC. Let's speak about the social dividend of investment in the province. Uh, a lot of these initiatives uh, have been running, are running. Some some are at at, at its, its its zenith at the moment. But what 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 is its uh, you know employment multiplier effect been, for instance? Uh, because Eastern Cape is the province with the highest level of unemployment and highest level of youth unemployment in the country. It's it's an important point that you are raising because if you look at the at the economy, if you look at the auto sector. Uh, a lot of possibilities there. Young people are being employed, but the whole we have got a subsidiary AIDC that is looking at What's the, that. Uh, it's the Auto Industry Development Corporation. Okay. It focuses on the on the primary input side, almost like the component side. How do you bring in SMEs to actually work with the big OEMs? How do you develop a the, the first cut industry for component? The, the, to do cables, to do doors that will go to vehicles. How do you localize that? So that drives a lot of SME development in the province, and it's, it's located in, in Kabeja, and it's doing a great job. It's a subsidiary of the ECDC. Mm. There the team is focused. So you've got that element where more SMEs are coming to the auto value chain, and yeah. they employ people. What we need to do in the agri-sector, when the retail uh, organizations are setting up, whether it's ShopRite, Boxer, setting up, uh, retail level uh, projects in the across the across the province. Yeah. We need to be able to map in into that value chain our small producers. Those so I was about I was yeah. about to say because the stories you've been telling me thus far sounds like the political political economy of the Eastern Cape is skewed towards multinational, well-established corporations and far less for new entrants, aspirant. Uh, entrepreneurs, SMMEs. Uh, uh, speak to me about that because that's really the heartbeat of the economy. You, you, have, to un you have to appreciate that uh, Eastern Cape is part of the bigger macro picture of South Africa. South African economy is heavily concentrated. Five big banks, three big telcos, uh, five retailers, you name it. Now that's the structure of the economy. What we need to do is to make sure that the SMEs, we can look at the village. Some of these businesses are vertically integrated. So our job is to make sure that in that value chain, we can insert a myriad of small producers, small players in that. That's what AIDC is doing on the auto sector, for example, looking at the value chain, inserting small players, making sure quality control is clear. There's no compromise because it's produced by an SME versus a big player. So we look at that. In the agri-sector, biggest opportunity sits there. There you have to do a lot more work. Firstly, you have to train people on technical skills for farming. Secondly, you have to teach them on entrepreneurial skills, how to produce for profit. And thirdly, you have to insert some of the control measures. For example, the, the good agricultural practice gap. Yeah. When you look at ShopRite, uh, uh, you call it Boxer and many others, they look at food traceability, gap attestation. Now, when you look at a small producer, one hectare in, in Bazia, so how do we insert technology, which is an overlay that looks at this spinach was produced under this condition, therefore we can attest and trace it to that, to, that law, to that point. Then those are some of the barriers to entry in terms of the value chain. And that's what ECDC, working with sister organizations like ECRDA, have to, have to do a lot more work professionalizing the small producer portfolio yeah. to be able to fit into a complex, sophisticated retail machine that this country has.
Yeah. And that's the challenge we face with and we have to solve as the ECDC with other with other partner organizations. Give us a call 086-000-2032. I'm joined by the board chairperson of the Eastern Cape Development Corporation, Boyani Chakhan, uh, taking your calls very, very shortly. Maybe let's then come to the thorny issue about the Eastern Cape. The Eastern Cape's uh, political identity is being haunted by the specter of corruption. It's a province uh, that's entirely almost known for that outside of it, other than it's vast natural beauty right perhaps the most beautiful province in the country as far as that's concerned but it's a province that when you mention eastern cape people think about those those golf cart trolleys that were meant to function as as as, as uh, uh, ambulances during COVID. there's all these stories that um institutions like the zonda commission brought to light about really the sad stories about this province Somebody mentioned something very interesting on the open line. One of our listeners mentioned something very interesting on the open line earlier. She said that the failure of the Eastern Cape is indicative in the fact that it is a province where its people leave to go elsewhere. It's not a province where other people leave to come to the Eastern Cape and set up life and livelihood here. And a lot of it has to do with its broken uh, uh, political structure that speaks to uh, the, the thorn of corruption ability issue if you speak to a multinational corporation and invite them into a, pub, a public private partnership that must be an important question if they ask the ceo of the uh, development corporation what's the answer look i think uh, to to be fair I, I think to 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 pick up eastern cape and say it's it's the hallmark of corruption i, I think it, it is a bit unfair i'm not here to defend any of that but i think uh, the whole issue about corruption and maleficence is what the country is grappling with yeah. across across board. I think what I, what I would say on this issue of uh, people leaving the province, for me, you have to understand that Eastern Cape was one of the provinces who had suffered a lot under colonial history. Mm. And you have a province that uh, was run by many Bandestans, differently endowed with resources, and the new administration pulls, pulls it together in order to be able to lift it out of the hole. And that history is a history we cannot forget. If you look at the education system, for example, massive backlogs of, of, of history in terms of infrastructure. This is what the province has to grapple with. So it's, it's a province that was born into demo, that burst into democracy with a huge infrastructure backlog with, right, with sets themselves into the colonial history and apartheid. That having been said, what we need to all do is to push forward aggressively to build industry here. People can only stay here if we create livelihoods, if we create projects, if investment comes here. So the, the fact that they go to, to Gauteng probably is less about a sense that Gauteng is, is less exposed to issues of malfeasance than Eastern Cape, but there's industry in Gauteng, there's industry in Cape Town. Our job as a developed corporation is to build industry and our people stay here. Mm. And we're not going to focus on big play, uh, big play industry. We have to be appropriate. SME is important for us. Yes. Agri sector is important. Holding our hands on the auto sector is important. Looking at modernization of the agri sector with technology. People now are using drone fired uh, uh, pesticide machines instead of using tractor drone ones. So that's an opportunity to actually pull that industry and start building drone manufacturing here because it's not complex to do. So these mm. are the things we must do. People are looking, are leaving Eastern Cape to look for jobs mm. because we cannot provide them. If, if, if there were jobs, there were industry here and people were leaving, then we would say it's something else. I, I think the, 
the, the, it's, it's more about opportunities. They are not here. If, if, if we're Silicon Valley and people are living, then I would say yeah. maybe there's something else that then you could look at corruption. I, I think it's a misdiagnosis. No, but I mean, uh, corruption is not a misdiagnosis. It's one of many other Absolutely. issues. Yeah. Absolutely. If you walked out into the corridor right now after this interview, bumped into the CEO of a multinational corporation and says, look, we really we have the money, we've got the means, we have the liquidity. We just are worried about corruption. And, and, and outside of corruption, there's also the issue of crime and safety, but that's a separate issue. Maybe speak to then, firstly, the corruption issue, then we'll speak to the yeah, crime and safety I, I, issue. I, I think safety, corruption, it's a national phenomenon that it's, we have to deal with as a country. I would hardly deal with it and say it's uniquely an Eastern Cape issue. I think... It's not a uniquely Eastern Cape issue. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Therefore, we have to deal with it at, at, the, at the national level. Had yet... Each province must have its own focus on making sure that we run yeah. clean governments. And I've seen the premier making, putting a more, more, for, more emphasis and saying he wants more and more state agencies and department municipalities to, to target clean audits that are coming through because they tend to be the confidence booster that administratively were doing well. If you don't achieve unqualified audits, clean audits, it's a kind of indication that something is wrong. So he's been on record saying, I want to push for this because... Because what it does, it shows us that we are doing the right thing around governance. So in terms of safety and security, we have to find um, more, more technology-driven solutions to actually be able to deal with, uh, with rampant crime. But at the same time, whilst crime is crime, but we have to look at if people are facing abject poverty all the time, then some people don't have the resilience to stand that. Then actually it, see, it feeds into the crime phenomenon. So which yeah. means whilst dealing with crime, from, with crime from a law and force, law and order point of view and, and, uh, and safety and security, we have to deal with some of the social issues on the ground. More and more young people are exposed to drugs today. More and more young people have got nothing to do roaming the streets. Unless we deal with that, you're going to have the problems. If a multitude of people are unemployed, and there's a very few that have got resources. The people with resources are going to have to build walls around themselves and protect themselves. Mm. Because those who have nothing, what, what do they have to lose? They've got nothing to lose. So mm. whilst we have to fight corruption, uh, that is crime, we have to focus a lot on building a better economy, not only for the Eastern Cape, but for the country. Thank you so much for your time, Vuyani Chakana. I really, really do appreciate it and all the best. Thank you for having me. It's 10.30. Time for your news headlines with Anne Musa.